0: So last we left off, no, whoa, what am I doing? Hold on, Marcus, back up and try that again. Well, welcome back everyone to another exciting episode of the Dirty 20s podcast. My name is Marcus Dusik and with me as always, we have four ritzy and red hot role players. Ain't none of them a rube. Please introduce yourselves, adventurers.
1: I'm playing cricket. <laughs> I'm Toby, I'm playing Lonlin.
2: I'm Ellie, and I'm playing Lizette.
3: <laughs> Sorry, you don't get two good weeks out of me in a row. I'm Craig, and I'm playing Ellie. Wait. No! <laughs> no.
4: What? <laughs> I got very confused!
1: <laughs> I'm so confused! <laughs> Are we playing Plague? Can play your characters I'm, in
5: the LA? <laughs> row? <crowing>, I'm Craig, I'm Craig, and I'm
4: playing... <laughs> <laughs>
5: Hi, I'm Richard. I'm playing Marcus now.
0: <laughs> I'm the DM here. <sighs> all right. All right, here. Uh, Richard, I will pass you my session notes. Cool, cool, and... cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 very cool. What's, what's this, fortresses? <laughs> all right, all right, everyone. Uh, you all
5: wake up in a tavern. Uh, it is wet. It is still in uh, Almanais.
0: All right, I'm going to play... Richard, and I'm going to play cricket. And so because of that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to literally jump out of bed. Um, I'm going to go 25 feet into the air, bonk my head on the ceiling, fall back to the bed. I'm not going to take any damage because it's a nice soft bed, but uh, I'm going to say, Oh my God, what's going on? That's accurate. (laughs) Accurate. Yeah, no,
5: 100%. All right. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) As... Cr- Cricket w- wakes up like this You all notice that you are chained To your beds and a guard Walks in uh, I don't know if we're actually doing this I can stop now <laughs> I, uh, um, I suddenly have things
1: I gotta go do I'm um, <laughs> so sorry <laughs> <have to>
2: batter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All
5: right have batter Alright yeah and how and, uh, many of the teammates are you hitting with that that is the question you must ask oh god
2: this is, this is your campaign now so i assume all of them
5: <laughs> i mean that breaks them all free you don't even actually roll damage no
4: <laughs>
0: i you know what i will relinquish control let's do that all right oh thanks so much Richard. that's very kind though that was actually kind of exciting and fun as silly as that was i was like I could do this. You could play cricket, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All
3: right. Uh, Well. And and I'm Craig, and I'm playing Salem.
0: (laughs) 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 All right. Uh, (laughs) Well, last we left off, our intrepid adventurers had found themselves outside of this town on the way to Olmenaeus. Lonlin reconvened with them, and as they just began to say hello to each other again, two portals ripped themselves into existence in the air. One, a silver dragon pulled herself through, and the second one, a wheelchaired Aloysius MacGuffin, rolled in, both of them ready for a fight, but seeing no threat. And in fact soon establishing that the call for their aid was actually just a cat meowing in anger in the cabin of the airship. Our adventurers had a meeting with their two benefactors and explained the situation and were given some fantastic gifts along the way. They were given caps of water breathing that they might all go under the waters uh, in the Olmenes Lake and they were each given an item unique to them from Argentina's horde, on loan, but indefinite loan, until they should happen to pass from this mortal coil. Uh, Cricket got cricket legs, uh, little uh, greaves that go on top of his pants uh, that form cricket sounds and increase his jump distance even more. Salem got a motorcycle, well a magicycle rather, that transforms into a motorcycle. Lisette got a rod of the Pact Keeper and Lonlin got a fantastic set of instant tanning. A literal bronzer that acts as a set of armor that is always on but does not impose disadvantage and you can sleep in that armor without any sort of penalty to exhaustion and then they had their ship repaired and they moved off in order to go to the lake of Olmenaeus and stop the Churlish Gnome. A quick stopover in Olmenaeus itself first, wherein Lisette took another visit to the archives in order to try to gain more insight into the magic that had been granted to the Churlish Gnome. But making an accidental amount of noise was set upon by two silent ones. Managing to just barely make it away, Lisette exited the archives with two pieces of information gained. One, that she can now control how long she spends in the archives, and two, she knows the spell. The way, or the Warden of the Ways. Which is how the Churlish Gnome was able to ride upon the back of his blue slad and, well, essentially create a wormhole shortcut and, returning back to her companions, we pick up our adventure. What would you guys like to do? Well,
5: I think we've
3: got an appointment to keep.
5: uh were we gonna go talk to uh johnny the marine at all
3: i mean if we can find him fast enough absolutely but i don't know i suppose we can give it a shot he might be in town
1: oh actually does anyone remember something that I, uh, can okay more of a dm question can london remember anything specific that he had on him
0: Ooh, I would say this would be a uh, a history check for Lonlin. Okay, uh, <laughs> so good at that. Oh, okay, that's an eighteen. That's not. Bad. Oh, that's pretty good, Lonlin. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, re- you like you remember kind of the general stuff. He was wearing um, like uh a, a suit that was part of his ethereal body because the kind of pant legs just became the mist of his genie form. Um, But I think the thing that you really recognize and remember was a specific handkerchief that was in the breast pocket of his uh, suit. And it had like um, quite a lovely monogrammed uh, JTM in the corner.
1: Ooh. Okay. So Longlin is going to pull out a forked twig and just sort of hold it in front of her and just kind of start kind of spinning in a slow, awkward circle as she <laughs> tells the story of this handkerchief and she's going to cast Locate Object.
0: Okay, amazing. Uh, you cast Locate Object. What is the range on Locate Object? It is a 1000 feet, I believe. All right. Can you just roll me a luck check, please?
1: Okie dokie.
0: Uh, that's a two. That's a two. Uh, <laughs> uh, you do a slow circle um, and you don't pick up anything. And then you do another slow circle and you still don't pick up anything. And you do a third slow circle and you're really focusing and you're concentrating. But unfortunately, it seems like Johnny the Marid is maybe more than a thousand feet away from your current location.
4: Okay,
1: so I have some good news and some bad news. He's out of our thousand feet range, so he, he could be anywhere.
3: <laughs> I tried,
1: I'm sorry. Is,
3: is that the good news or the bad news?
1: <laughs> um, Bad for us, but may, maybe he has errands to do, so it could be good for him, but bad for us.
3: All right, let's go.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we we tried to do that that plan. Um, let's go. Let's uh, jump into the
0: into the depths. Okay. Uh, so uh, omenas Lake is a very large lake. Uh, so I don't think you know. I don't think you've established exactly where in the lake uh the churlish gnome has gone to. All you know is that it is in the lake somewhere. So how are you going to go about? and uh, find this person.
3: Well, I mean, I guess it's a big lake. Is that any weird magic stuff?
2: Unfortunately, most of my magics happen to be of the uh, aggressive kind, not so much the uh, finding flavor.
3: Hmm. right
2: we could just start calling for him <laughs> i suppose
3: uh, i suppose we could
2: we could always try to get him to come to us <laughs>
5: uh, i have a feeling that that's probably not gonna work um you know what we could do is maybe contact the local uh
0: um mcguffins here is there a mcguffins here there is. There's a MacGuffins in pretty much all of the major cities. They might know. Cricket, you should do that. I've got another idea.
5: Yeah, yeah sure. I'll, I'll just go do some more paperwork, I guess. Yeah. yeah. No, no, Cricket, no <laughs> time for paperwork. Oh, I, okay. we're, not we're not making a formal no. request? No. Uh, you no, know Chad oh. would want us to
3: make a formal request. <laughs> yes, I know Chad would want us to make a formal request. And given what we put Chad through with your dad, it would make sense if we did that for him. But Right now, I think there are more important things at stake.
5: Okay, I'm going to go directly up and ask them. I'll be right back. Okay, and I decide to just jump from building to building
0: as your as cricket jumps away from building to building. You just hear a chirp 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 chirp. Are you
5: talking about my my sound effects, my my crickets? Of course, yeah. <laughs>
2: oh fantastic.
5: So haunting when
1: he comes for you.
5: I, that's exactly like you'll be hearing that noise and then poof as like the the, the wall just kind of shudders as like a body lands on it. And then it, the sound will get quieter, and then someone else will hear the sound and then the poof.
4: Uh
0: cricket man, I see.
2: That's scarier than anything Elizabeth's ever done.
0: <laughs> yeah as cricket as you're flying through the air or jumping through the air like every time you kind of land you just hear a ah, oh god what's going on uh or the mommy i cr- the cricket is uh, they're gonna eat me
3: i'm just picturing batman but with cicadas instead <laughs> i am the cricket
4: chip, 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 chip. <laughs>
0: Mommy, why is his voice so high? So di- so deep. It's it's scary. Oh yeah, sorry. I'll talk normal then. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, he's talking to me. That's somehow scarier.
5: I like to imagine I'm just like on the edge of the building, like just <laughs> seeing this tiny kid freaking out in his bedroom. I'm just waving like, oh no, no, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm safe. I'm just I'm just a cricket. See cricket noises. Yeah. Bye.
0: <laughs> Make me a persuasion check. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, I'm technically good at those. Um, ah, it's a 19. Oh, a 19. Uh You say that and you actually see this kid go, wow. Yeah. A yeah, real see, life superhero.
5: Exactly. And I'm part of the new Faded 4. No, no, Faded 5, because we got a grung on our side now. Uh,
0: you just hear from like way, way back,
5: thank you for including me. Uh, <laughs> no problem, Pierre. We love you. <laughs>
0: uh the other three of you, you just hear Pierre kind of for no reason just yell out, Thank you for including me. <laughs> uh and this kid looks very pleased to have seen you. Uh while Cricket goes off to uh McGuffin's, uh to this local chapter. Uh Craig, you said you had an idea for Salem. You might be muted.
3: Yes, I was, thank you. I was You're too busy welcome. laughing. Uh, <laughs> because I had an idea, but now I've got another one. Um, I, I Can we just stick Pierre's head in the water and see if Pierre can hear the trillus gnome?
0: <laughs> can we do it? Uh, Pierre will say, oh, well, I'll certainly give it a try. There's, I mean, it might be best to do it slightly farther out in the lake. By the city, there's a lot of, like, Other noises and and sound does carry well underwater, so... uh, And there is kind of like an entire city that does... You know, the other half of Olmenaeus is below the water level, but happy to give it a try, for sure.
3: Yes. Uh, I mean, it's a thought, right? It can't hurt us.
0: All right. uh, (laughs) Richard, can you please make a perception check for Pierre with disadvantage?
5: Okay. (laughs) So, in the past, I have gotten two nat 20s off of a disadvantage roll. It isn't likely, but holy shit, I just got a 24. Oh! What? Oh my
4: god! Yes!
5: I rolled a 25 and 24.
3: Wow. Salem didn't want this plan to work, but they're glad that it did.
0: <laughs> my god. Okay. Um... Oh, God. I think <laughs> what happens with a 24 there's it's like you guys aren't right beside the water I don't think you the airship docks aren't right at the the water docks but it takes a little bit you guys walk down while cricket is running off to do his or jumping off to do his thing uh Pierre sticks his head below the water uh and he just kind of pauses there for a moment and in someone who wasn't amphibious his head like his head being underwater for that long would be a very like worrying thing uh but pierre seems perfectly calm and you see actually that his big grung eyes close so he can better focus on hearing and after about 2 minutes uh he pops his head up out of the water and says oh well interesting um i did hear some of the some conversation that seems of, of interest. The, uh, some of the marrow, uh, they live in the, the, the lowest part. Uh, they were screaming about, uh, blue giant frog creatures with, with claws that, uh, just came through about an hour ago and headed towards, uh, the very center of the lake. Uh, but the, so that's a thing. But the other thing I heard, um, I, I heard the the refrain of elfish presley about uh, maybe 700 800 feet below the surface johnny might be there is, is all i can think of or we can head right out towards the center of the lake as the the marrow we're kind of hinting at
3: well i mean that's
0: london is what, what do you think uh london how long does a uh, locate object last uh hmm, I think Oh ten minutes. Holy shit. <laughs> Alright. Uh ten minutes. As you guys kind of get to the water level, um and Pierre pops his head back up and mentions this, you kind of remember that you still have locate objects up and you focus on it again and you get a ping about nine hundred feet away. Oh
1: I have good news. He's roughly if I had to quantified into numbers i would say he's maybe 900 feet away from us
2: that's exceptionally specific
3: well quantified Ah, oh, thank <laughs> you <laughs>
0: <laughs> right okay um so do we go down below or uh i guess we should probably wait for cricket or do we just le- should i just run and catch him and find him uh, go, go find him.
3: Yeah, go find him. Let him know uh, we've got a lead. Uh, but uh, getting him to tell McGuffins isn't
0: a bad thing either. Uh, let him do that first. Uh, you see, Pierre had kind of like started running off as you said that, came back ev- like as you were like, oh, tell him this, and then started running away. And then he came back again. Uh, and then like, there's this moment after you say that where he just kind of looks at you. Oh, oh, sorry, that's it. Okay, bye. Uh, and then, <clears throat> Runs away at speed, uh, running incredibly quickly, jumping kind of like almost an imitation of cricket. But instead of like cricket noises, there's just like a little bit of slight squelchiness um, as he kind of lands on the ground uh, and jumps over top of people and goes incredibly quickly and is gone in way less time than you think he should be able to be gone.
1: He's so adorable. Look at him go. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Thank you very much.
0: Perfect. Uh, Cricket, after about two minutes of jumping, you manage to get to MacGuffins. um, And as you arrive, is there anything in particular you'd like to do or you just want to... Yeah, I mean, there's a receptionist. uh, Just a uh, fairly large, fairly out of shape um, person who looks like they have kind of spent a lot of time behind a desk. Um, He is a oh, let's say he's a halfling. Um, and you see he's got like three lunch pails stacked right beside his desk. Uh, and one is labeled breakfast, one is labeled second breakfast, one is labeled lunch. Uh, and you see that there's an open one on his desk that just is labeled snacks. <coughs> uh,
5: uh, he- hello there. Uh, my name is Cricky. Uh, I I, w- I am requesting aid on a world-ending mission.
0: Oh, right here, then. So uh, your name is Cricket, and uh, are you a member of the populace, or are you a uh, member of uh, maybe a different chapter of MacGuffins? Uh, we have different forms for each. Um, I'm a part of the Fated Five. <laughs> no, you're not. No, the Fated Five are Aloysius G. MacGuffin, and the, his... Sorry, the new faded five.
5: Sorry, I I corrected myself. Um, oh. Anyway, we're trying to find the fog here, uh, and apparently there's been a lot of splishing and splashing in this l- a little lake over here. Have you had any details regarding um a lot of angry frogs, like um,
0: frogs with claws that are red? Right. Uh, are you saying that the uh. The the grung are in up, uprising. No, in no, the Vol- no. The, the the grung are great. We actually oh, have good. a grung. Pierre's is wonderful. Uh, as you say this, the door slams open, uh, and Pierre is at your side. Ah! Oh, oh my God, Pierre! Oh, how's it going? It's going very well, thank you. Um, just, oh, I think we might have a lead, but please continue doing what you're doing. Uh, this is apparently important too. Just letting you know. Uh, okay. Um, we're off to see the Fog year. Just be
5: aware that things might explode soon. Have a great rest of your day. Where are we going, Pierre? Sorry,
0: excuse me. Um, sorry, did you say things might... Oh, sorry, that's Pierre's voice. Uh, right, uh, <laughs> excuse me. Did you say that things might explode? I don't know.
5: I don't really understand the power of the Fog year, nor do I understand the
0: power of the churlish gnome. Okay. Both of these things that you're saying, I didn't have any idea what they mean. Uh and sorry, can you spell that? Is it Foggier, like F-O-G-G-I-E-R? Or like what are you oh, saying? Oh the fogier, right? The Foggier?
5: F-A-H? No um F-A-R uh, G-E-A-R. Oh th- right. The Foggier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that's it. Uh anyway. I probably shouldn't be holding up my teammates any longer than I am right now. Um, have a good sure. rest of
0: your day and okay, enjoy see.
5: your snacks.
0: Great. Right, so you don't actually, okay. You don't actually need any help. Just giving us information. Got it. Yeah. Don't yeah. Keep... Apparently that now, because <laughs> my team's got a lead. You know, the new Faded Five.
5: Um, Pierre, let's go. <laughs> this is a
0: member of the Faded Five, by the way. Uh Pierre stands up, gives the other guy a little bit of a salute, and then runs off with you and leads you back to your companions. Uh, because of like cricket's jumping ability and Pierre's just ridiculous speed, he's only gone from the other three of you for about three minutes before oh. he returns.
5: Okay, <laughs>
4: Jesus so, that guys. Was quick.
5: Yeah, what can I say? I I uh, I like the jump.
2: <laughs> I gathered as much. That's quite impressive, actually. Alarmingly so. Um, shall we?
5: Yeah, I've got no idea where we're going.
2: About nine hundred feet.
5: Lonlin's got that's slightly specific. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> follow Lonlin's twig.
0: Okay, let's go. Excellent. Uh yeah. And you all have caps of water breathing. So you can all essentially, like, as you kind of put your cap on and activate it, again, that bubble surrounds you. Uh, like like the one that happens when you guys go to the uh, to the amusement park here in Olmaneus. Um, and you are able to swim down. Uh, do any of you have a swim speed? Nope. <laughs> I think just Pierre. Cool. All right. Uh, you see... Pierre is, like, very, like, comfortably, like, doing a very gentle paddle. Uh, and just kind of, like, as he's going, is just like, well, oh, um, this, as you can see, is the uh underground section of Olmenaeus. Or underwater. Well, I guess it's technically, it would be underground if the ground extended above. But, of course, above is actually water. And we are swimming through the water. It's a very crisp, clear day. It feels like about uh 21 degrees Celsius above the water, probably. So it's probably about 17 degrees below the surface. Uh, if you take a look to your left as we are descending, you will notice the Temple of the Storm Lord. It's a very lovely temple. It's uh, about 300 years old. It was one of the first things ever built in Olmenaeus, or rather below Olmenaeus. Uh, originally designed and created by the Merfolk, it has actually been taken over, well, it was taken over about 150 years ago by the Mero and rededicated to the Stormlord. Uh, a little bit more, uh, and he kind of continues giving you like just a tour guide version of the lower Olmenaeus Lake as you're diving down through the water following Lonlin's Beacon.
3: Uh well, thanks Pierre Do, should we visit your family while we're here
0: Oh um you know it's okay I'll just before we go maybe I or even not I could just leave them a note um it's fine like you know we're we're grown from eggs so we have like a clutch and we we grow up with people or grung but we're not, like, very attached to family, but I do send almost all of my earnings of one gold per week uh, back home to them. So
3: so, so... so, Pierre, you're saying you're not attached to us?
0: Oh! Aren't we your family as well? To be honest, I actually do feel closer to you four than I have to pretty much any of my actual kin. There's more of just, like, an obligation to send them back. Uh, We are raised communally, so, you know... Benefit one benefits them all, but um, I actually do feel like, frankly, you've given me many more experiences and near-death experiences, and, frankly, that makes me feel a lot closer to all of you.
5: I'm so glad to, to, to hear you feel that way. I'm sure Captain also
0: feels the exact same. Right. Um, can, as a request, when we're not on the ship especially when we are maybe in an area that I feel comfortable in such as ominous. If we can avoid bringing up the creature of pure evil known as captain, that would actually be wonderful. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. No, of course, of course, 100%. No more talk about the the, the adorable little kitty. Right. Adorable little kitty to you. Uh, vicious hell creature to me. Uh, And he continues bringing you down um, and you find yourselves outside of a another little nightclub. Uh, This one is fully under the water. It's called the mermaid's rest. And you see that this sign is made up of like flowing seaweed. And there are little like uh, phosphorescent fish that kind of float around in a certain pattern and they light up at different times to make it more of like a marquee. Um, and this is very much billed as just a performance venue. Uh, and as you enter, there is no sign of alcohol. Uh, there is, uh, there is what it looks like a bar, but you see that it's got a couple of, um, well, I was going to say coffee machines, but how do those work under underwater? Oh, well, they've got magical coffee machines. Um, and they've got like kelp forests and uh they've got just a few uh yeah like almost like coffee house kind of situation but underwater and uh as you are kind of swinging swimming through the door uh then you feel that your uh your locate object spell is going pretty crazy like you're probably about like 15 feet away from these people uh as the door is open you just hear a Well, this one goes out to all the ladies out there. Uh, And you hear Elfish Presley again uh, kind of begin singing. Well, don't you step on my blue fade fins? Uh, And he begins singing his hit song, uh, Blue Suede Fins. uh, And you see Elfish on the bar or on the the stage and you see in the front there the in uh sorry just blanked on the word you can't miss this form uh unmissable that's the term uh, the unmissable form of johnny the marid <gasps>
1: excuse me pardon me this long was just gonna start
0: <laughs> making
1: our way through the crowd towards the bird <laughs> <laughs>
0: Amazing. Uh as uh Longland, as you begin making your way through, um there's a slight pause uh from Elfish Presley's singing. And uh you just hear him say, whoa I never I'm sorry everyone for uh interrupting the song, but one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen just walked in or swam in, as the case may be. Everyone Lonlin, iron voice, in the house. I feel like I need to change up my sp- my speed a little bit. Uh, and he uh begins singing. Return to sender. Address unknown. No such number. Lonlin, you're my girl. Who what now? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Lawndale
5: is just friends with all of the the popular singers. Yeah, no, singers
2: have quite a thing for her. It seems. <laughs> uh,
0: and Elfish <laughs> like continues singing, um, and like is like kind of as you had initially arrived. He was doing kind of like a fairly laid back performance, but now he's like seeming to like really give it. And the crowd here seems really energized by it, and people start turning to look at you. Uh, and like, as you kind of are making your way towards the stage, because he's singing about you, Lonlin, the crowd like swims off to the side, and people part. Uh, and you just hear like, "Oh, Elfish has a has a thing for uh, for air breathers. Interesting. That's so that's so weird. I I wouldn't have. I would never have expected that. But well, good for him." <laughs> No, no no it's okay just
4: like
1: just just come come come, come with me please this is so awkward
4: <laughs> you hear that wadlin wants you to come with her
0: then <laughs> were you saying that to uh johnny or to elfish oh
4: sorry
1: <laughs> um, Oh. <laughs> well, I was just <laughs>
0: uh, and uh, yeah, Johnny continues singing, is like fully looking at you, Lonlin, um, and then looks over at the rest of the party and sends a wink towards each of you, um, and kind of lingers for a moment on Salem as well, and you see a, a little bit of a, a thought just cross Elfish's eyes as he looks at salem uh and johnny has now very clearly seen you as well and says oh, 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 uh, welcome uh, good to see you back i i i assume you, you were successful in Bleakspire, spire then
1: Fortunately, yes um do you have a moment where we can talk privately you know not, not with everyone listening in you know, watching, you know.
0: <laughs> uh, uh Johnny um kinda looks at you. Um, says Oh, uh, well of of course. Uh I mean, it's not every day that uh that Elfish serenades Well, okay, it is pretty much every day that he serenades someone, but it's uh I mean it's not every day that it happens to you, I I would assume. So, but of, of course, sure, we can, uh, and he kind of s- like stands up from his seat made of kelp. Uh, and as he does, uh, Johnny cut co- or sorry, Elfish comes to the end of his song, uh, and says, Hey everybody, uh, sorry about this. I think I'm going to take a little, uh, a little break. Uh, I'll be back in about 10 minutes, but, uh, you know, go get yourself some, uh, some tea winks broadly. And uh, maybe a, a scone or two. Uh, winks again, and remember to uh, tip your uh, your waitress. Uh, and Elfish also like kind of swims over to you. Well, uh, hello, folks. Uh, it's been it's been a minute. Oh, long time no see.
2: Can I insight those winks really quick?
0: Absolutely.
2: I want to know what that meant. <laughs> Uh, that is A-16.
0: Okay. Uh, first of all, the winks that he was sending to uh, the party, to to you guys, uh, were just kind of like winks of welcome, but the wink that was lingered on uh, Lonlin and the wink that was given to uh, Salem were a little bit more of a flirtatious style. Um, and then the winks that he gave to the crowd uh, in those big, broad winks, Uh, very clearly telegraphing that uh, tea here is an acronym or like a, a a code word for alcohol and scone is a cocktail. Uh, Why would you have a scone underwater? It would just get mushy.
2: That's going to go get tea and scones.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You swim up to the bar and, uh, the bartender is this uh merfolk woman uh and as you approach she just says all right uh so you want some uh you wanting some tea and scones all right do you what kind of flavor of scone are you looking for you're looking for something with like a a sharper taste or something a little bit more smooth maybe a little bit more old-fashioned what you thinking
2: I appreciate what you're doing, um, and I will go with a smooth, old-fashioned scone. I will say that your metaphor and your code are a little convoluted. I've never heard of a smooth scone. Um, But anyway, whatever, you'll give me something,
0: just anything, please. All right, of course, here you go. Uh, And she hands you uh, a, it's like a little conch shell, um, which looks like it's kind of a, a cup. Uh, and she actually hands you two. One is a small one, uh, like a little tiny, like uh, undersea snails shell. And it's got a little bit of a bubble of other liquid just kind of on the top of it. And she looks at you, looks at the bubble of air around your head and hands you a straw, which you can kind of uh, poke through your air, po- like your air bubble around your head and poke into the bubble of liquid. And uh says, Honey. Uh, come back whenever you would like. Enjoy your tea and scones. Uh, And the bigger one is like a full-on like old-fashioned and the tea is just like straight up whiskey.
2: Okay, I'm going to go back to the group. Just (laughs) actually hand the quote-unquote tea to Salem.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what
3: is that? Very generous of you. Thank you. What's the
2: use of going to a club if we can't have refreshments?
3: Right? I mean, could be the last drink you ever have.
2: Hopefully not. That was
5: bleak. <laughs> uh, well, you know. <laughs> what do you mean bleak? We're not in bleak spy anymore.
1: Wait a minute,
5: those aren't scones. <laughs> I think
1: the guy ripped you off. No, no,
3: it's...
2: no it's not a scone, what? <laughs> oh,
3: well, I guess, you know, we better finish these anyways, just to make sure nobody else gets them. <laughs>
2: we already paid for it and everything.
3: Right? So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Well, uh, scone down the hatch, then.
0: Uh, uh, and uh, as... I'll cheers with my scone. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, you can each have, like, a little straw, and you essentially suck the liquid so you're not just having a whole bunch of water. You instead have liquor. Ah, um, uh, yes. And yeah. more alcohol content as well exactly uh and uh as you are kind of having this conversation johnny and elfish are leading you backstage uh they part through this curtain of seaweed that has all been like cut into really fancy art deco strips with like just kind of gilding on the side which you realize is actually just tiny little pieces of algae that have been painted onto the seaweed uh, they brush them past, and you find yourself in a like a back room, a little bit of a private area. Looks like this is Elfish's uh, green room, and Johnny turns to you and says, "Well, um, welcome. Uh, good to see you again. What what can I do for you?" Well, <clears throat>
3: London nah, you seem to have a rapport. Take it away, as they say in the biz.
1: So, um... Not... mm, How do I start this?
4: We're all gonna die!
2: No, 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 no! no, we're not all going to die. (laughs) We're more than likely all gonna die! Some of us (laughs) will definitely die. No, no,
1: no, uh, No! We're not all going to die, we're...
0: I I don't know how to fix this. Um. Uh, As you kind of fluster, uh, Elfish swims over to you, Lonlin, and she says, Dame, can I just uh, tell you, please, ever since I I saw you last, you've always been on my mind. And I I, I know it seems like we hardly know each other, but I, I just can't help falling in love with you. Every time I see you, And I just, it's, I gotta tell you, it's now or never. Will you be my girl? Because
2: that starts making gagging motions.
0: (laughs) You know what they say? London only fools
3: rush in.
2: (laughs) Uh, you know,
1: I'm very flattered. You seem like a very lovely singer. Um, But my, my heart belongs to another. And I, it would not be right for me to
0: you know. Oh, make me a deception check.
1: Okay. Or or a persuasion. It's up to you.
0: Whichever you're if you're telling the truth, it's up to you.
1: Uh, That's a 16.
5: Okay. But do we Uh, know if it's persuasion or deception? (laughs) You don't know. (laughs) Can I make an insight check to find out if it's persuasion or deception?
0: (laughs) I would allow you to make an insight check. You have to make the the 16. Worth
3: it. Uh, (laughs) I've got a... (laughs) Sixteen. Oh.
0: <laughs> Toby, I'm leaving that up to you to interpret. Uh, she's clearly lying. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, as you say this, you see this look kind of come over Elfish's eyes. And he says, all right. I understand. Let's have a little less conversation you and I, because. I'm all shook up, but... uh, And then he he turns to Salem. Salem, uh, I need to tell you. Ever since I first saw you, you've always been on my mind, and I just can't help falling in love with you, and and it's now or never, I just gotta tell you. I gotta ask you. Will you be my baby?
3: I mean, I'm honored. But right now, there are uh, other things to do than to, um... um... (laughs) I paused paused for a second knowing precisely what I wanted to say and realizing (laughs) this is a podcast and I'm not going to say it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Elfish, like, puts his fingers on your lips and says, Teddy bear. It's alright, just... As long as I can know that I was the one. And maybe... Knowing that, you can be my good luck charm. Of course. You've treated me nice. And maybe just when you come back, give me such a night.
3: Yeah. Well, I can certainly promise that I'll see you around, El. And I'll <laughs> lean in and uh, peck Elfish on the, the forehead.
0: Uh, Elfish? You actually see Elfish kind of blushes a little bit. Uh, and just like pauses for a moment oh man um i'm just all shook up all over excuse me I, I think i my 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 public they uh um they need me and uh elfish is like kind of beat purple um and uh makes his way out of the room uh but as he's going just turns back to salem uh and blows you a kiss
3: Salem winks and then turns to Johnny when Elfish is gone and says, Alright, now that now that's dealt with <laughs> down to business.
2: Are you sure you don't want to follow him, Teddy Bear? I
3: swear to all of the gods that if any of you start calling me Teddy Bear, I'm going to crash the ship while you're sleeping.
1: But it's so endearing.
3: I like I like Teddy Bear. It's so
1: teddy bear. It's so sweet.
3: Endearing <laughs> What about this is endearing? I gesture like, up and down, still still dressed in, you know, very suave and uh, definitely not endearing fashion.
4: There's no need to
3: get defensive, teddy bear.
4: Aw, Salem. <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> oh,
3: God. I hope this is the last drink I ever have. <laughs> <laughs> Salem tosses back
0: the rest of the whiskey. Uh, Johnny just says, uh, you should just you know be very careful making things that sound like wishes even in jest around uh genie folk we we just um it, i almost granted that one Um, I'm, I'm so just it luckily you didn't phrase it with i wish so just maybe be careful about that in in the future i wish the churlish gnome wasn't a problem oh okay <laughs> uh sorry is that a, a genuine? Okay, let oh, me. Oh! Uh, I
4: can't you. Me the me like this. What did
0: you do? Can you make me a persuasion check, please? Sir?
4: Um, okay. <laughs> Luckily,
3: I'm not very good at those.
0: Can <laughs> I accept? I'm kidding. I won't assist. Oh, thank God, only a 10. <laughs> uh, he kind of looks at you and says, Hmm. I feel like maybe your your heart's not really in that one, but um, maybe maybe give me a little bit more context and I can help you out. I feel like, frankly, I don't know who the churlish gnome is, and I would just probably I I would do my best, but it's um. All
5: right, all right. Uh, we we got a fun little situation for you here. A pair or actually, do you know what the far gear is? Uh make me a luck check.
0: Okay. Uh at the 19, I'm doing good. Ooh, alright. With a 19, uh Johnny, as you mentioned the far gear, you see a very similar look to what went over like Argentina and Al's faces uh earlier today uh johnny very clearly knows what this is and as you mentioned it just says but it was destroyed
5: wasn't it nah it wasn't oh shit and it's in this lake we think oh shit and the chilly snow is after it and might have the ability to activate it
0: oh shit yeah okay um kind of turns back to you Salem uh I could definitely give that a try that wish I I mean it's a little bit wishy-washy it probably won't work exactly but I could that sounds like maybe it's important
3: uh I mean it was mostly made in jest but well shit I what do the rest of you think
1: I maybe if you've rephrased it but just a little bit, just so if there are other churlish gnomes in the world, they won't they won't their lives won't be ruined
5: <laughs> yeah from um my college experience uh up at barnet college um they actually do have a bit of a uh, um a small disclaimer it's not not many actual people take it as a a full credit, but like I took it so um. Anyway, wishes are kind of finicky here. So by saying that, it might not be a problem for us anymore, meaning we could be dead. Wishes are scary.
0: Yes. Um I I can do my best, but I I make no promises as to the outcome of your wishes. I just Cast them as you say them. So. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> but it does sound like that is something that uh, yeah. should be dealt with in some way. Uh, uh, then,
3: then I have another request for you, Johnny.
0: Oh, yes, of course.
3: <clears throat> say them um, having finished the last of their tea. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put the tea away and uh, lean in close to Johnny. Uh, to to speak quietly so that the rest of the party can't hear, and Ooh. turn back away from the rest of the party first, or to to the rest of the party first and say, "I, I promise not to wish for the for the churlish gnome to be gone. It, it seems just too much of a mess." But I've got another thing. So, uh,
0: I would say, um, if you like, do you ask for privacy from the group, or are you just going to try to be super sotto voce?
3: I'm. Going to, tr- yeah, I'm going to ask for a moment alone with the Marid.
0: Okay, so I'm going to leave it up to you guys, uh, whether you try to hear or not. If you respect Salem's request, uh, then no check is needed. But if you decide that you want to try to listen in, then it'll be a bit of like a, just a perception check on your part. Probably, a I would say a DC 20.
1: Lonlin trusts Salem. She's not going to (laughs) eavesdrop.
0: Cricket feels the exact same way. Uh, Pierre says, I can probably hear you even if you are in like three rooms over. So I'm literally going to close my ears. And you see his like ear canals just fully. What (laughs) the fuck?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, what? No, stop. (laughs) What? This is this is worse than the things Lizette summons.
2: Okay, just for that, Marcus. I'm listening in.
3: Come <laughs> on, oh,
2: Just for that uh, Lizette is betraying Salem's trust. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't uh, blame
0: you. Wait, have you have you guys never seen a frog in the wild? They have ear holes that can actually close in the water.
2: What? That's besides no. the point.
0: <laughs> All those times we uh, were sleeping, he was just hearing everything. No.
3: Uh, what? Oh my god! <laughs> okay, oh, okay, right. okay. Um. <laughs> Salem, uh, then I, okay, I guess I don't know. Whatever check you ask Lisette to make,
0: uh, Lisette, if you're listening in, uh, it's just a perception check DC twenty.
2: I got a dirty twenty.
0: Oh, ho, ho, ho. I, I feel bad cheering Ooh. for
5: it
4: now.
5: Every time I do it, it, turns into a cat. I can't
0: help it.
2: I'm going to try to do it discreetly, though.
0: <laughs> I think with a dirty 20, it's pretty discreet. Okay. Salem
3: trusts their party and is certain that none of them will be listening, so it's not going to check or anything.
0: That's,
2: that was their first mistake. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Uh, Johnny kind of moves you off to the side and says, Yeah, so what can I do for you, Salem? All right, look. So, what's
3: about to happen? The, the fight we're about to have, it's going to be a rough one. And, um, you know, new fated five or whatever cricket says, I'm not entirely convinced we're going to make it out of this thing unscathed. So, uh, here's the deal, Johnny. If. Any of my friends die, I want you to resurrect them. Uh, and if that wish is too much, then, well, I mean, you can trade my life for theirs. But they need to get out of this. Cricket has, well, it's got a bright future ahead of him. Board knows that Lisette deserves some time away from the archives. And Lonlin... <sighs> We're not going to let anything
0: bad happen to her. So, they fall. We trade. Uh, make me a persuasion
3: check. I'm going to spend human determination for advantage. All right. That's assuming I've had a short rest since... Uh, oh yeah, you've definitely yeah. had a, a cool. short rest, for sure.
0: Then I've got a 17. A 17. Uh, Johnny looks at you, and there is this moment of silence from the big Merid, who just kind of regards you for a moment, and you see him reading like your soul a little bit, um, and Johnny looks at you and says, I can do that for you, but I sincerely hope
3: it doesn't come to it. Well, I mean, me too. I'd rather not die, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, it comes down to it. That's the way
0: of it. I will, I'll do what I can and. If um. Yeah, if if it needs to be a trade. I well, I just hope it doesn't need to be.
3: Salem plucks a raven feather from uh, behind their ear and presses it into Johnny's hands and squeezes tight. Good, safekeeping, and uh, thanks, Johnny. Hmm. Well, um, give my best to Elle if I don't come back. Really.
0: I give him a wink, and then I step away. (laughs) Uh, You see Johnny blushes a little bit, um, and uh, the rest of you see Salem rejoin you, and Johnny kind of looks down at his hand, uh, and you just see a little bit of, like, something black in his hand uh, before he gently uh, puts it into his inside breast pocket and comes back over and says right well it seems that our paths are destined to keep continue crossing and uh that you are doing something fantastic how can i help uh,
5: could you take us to the location or just, like, tour us around the waters as fast as you can so we could try and figure out where um,
0: the big bad is? Yes. Um. I don't—if you don't know exactly where it is, I can definitely try to, to just feel through the water, or we can just kind of move through at pace, but you'd have to keep a lookout uh, if that works.
5: What about Lonlin? You do that thing again where all you need to do is just kind of sense around. Then we can go really fast, and it'd be like a radar.
1: Oh, oh, okay. Well, I have a divine sense of sorts. However, if you're talking about my trusty twig, I, I am, I am spent for the day. Um, I, I don't have any more spell slots.
5: <laughs> oh my god. Oh gee. Oh, what? <laughs>
1: yeah. I, um. I, I
4: wasn't.
0: Helping. Wasn't that between? Didn't we have like a long rest at some point? I think you. I think you must have had a long rest at some point. And oh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> did I, you I think, like use them all? Really like... like
2: we didn't. I,
0: I feel oh, like we kept continuously took short rests, but we never
5: took a oh. long rest. Yeah, because so. it's been I, a long time since we have taken a long rest. I actually. thought. We,
3: I thought we had a long rest on the ship after leaving the village before reaching, and then there was a rock fight.
5: Yeah, and then and oh. then we went into the other. Th- uh fights right. uh and then we just kept okay. going.
3: Yeah. It's all one day. I guess I'm pretty tapped. Yeah, that's Wait, fair.
2: We went shopping. Does that count? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh
0: I mean a shopping definitely counts as a short rest. I would allow that. Uh <laughs> um you would have a short rest getting to Olmaneus as well. Um I think uh as you kind of say that you're tapped uh Johnny looks at all of you again and says well um i might be able to do something for that um it it would require one of you casting a a specific wish uh and i you do have to word it but it is possible for me to reinvigorate you as if you had had a full night's sleep.
5: I like that, but don't just make it for Landlin, please. Whoever makes the wish,
3: <laughs> I've made mine already. Got to be somebody else.
1: Uh I feel like i i would I wouldn't word this properly. Uh, Lizette, you're you're smart.
2: Yeah, I I I guess I could give it a shot. Um, well, Do you now want to I'm... write it
0: down first? <laughs> or... <laughs> can we get a lawyer in? Yeah, can,
2: can, Salem, you're good at legalese. Can you can we make a contract of sort?
0: <laughs> oh
5: hell yes! <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we're doing this and we're gonna get a long rest out of it, I enhance ability. All right, thank you. All right. Uh, what if we I don't would... get a long rest? <laughs> Also, um, let me just quickly show you a tune on my body. Uh, and I just tried slapping myself, also now using the cricket noises to, um, to add in <laughs> to my body percussion. So you get d uh, D8 of inspiration as well. I, I'm sure that
3: there was something I was supposed to react to there. My headset just died, but I caught the I got the inspiration. <laughs> I missed I missed everything after you said uh, giving me the ancibility and then between that.
5: Oh, uh, I'm just saying I started like slapping my body while also uh, using my cricket noises
0: uh, oh, and now you're inspired. <sighs> I, I don't wanna be. <laughs> <laughs> it's like begrudging inspiration. Oh, thanks, I guess. You <laughs> will be <well being>
1: inspired.
3: <laughs> okay. All right. Uh with advantage, um, and I've yep. got uh plus a d eight on it, right? Deep d eight, d- okay. D eight. Yeah. Okay. D eight.
0: One second.
3: And what what am I rolling? for making a wish legal document
0: i think this was i can't remember what we did for legalese but i think it was definitely intelligence based and i think we added your proficiency because of like your background
3: i think i was an investigation check but i'm not positive
0: i I mean it was inside
3: it it was insider investigation or something like that
0: yeah something analogous but yeah i think i think let's do i think it would be an intelligence check uh with proficiency intelligence check with proficiency all right.
3: Legalese, shmeagalese. <laughs> i got a 25. Ooh. Damn. All oh, right.
0: Perfect. I think with a 25, you are able to craft uh, the wording that kind of covers your bases that fully allows you to get the benefits of a long rest without any side effects. Uh, And Elliot, uh, I would like you to just give me your best approximation of that, knowing that that will succeed perfectly.
2: (laughs) Oh, oh dear God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wish that myself as well as my four companions, Salem, Lonlin, Cricket, and Pierre, as well as myself, I need that to be very clear as well as myself, to gain the effects of a significant rest. Not quite a short rest, I would say a longer rest.
5: Up to eight hours, give it up or take. to
2: eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> but have it be instantaneous.
0: Amazing. I think with that 25, um, it works perfectly. Uh you watch as this Merid uh actually pulls out that handkerchief that you would use to locate him, um, and kind of begins just folding it and unfolding it and refolding it. And you kind of get the sense that this is maybe his arcane focus. And as you're watching this uh, napkin, it's almost like you get hypnotized. It's entrancing, and you look at it, and you feel your body relaxing. And as it relaxes, you feel energy flowing into you, relaxation and warmth, and just a revitalization of your spirit as you feel the effects of a long rest come over your body.
3: Nice. Oh, that's better.
0: Yeah. Oh, I feel like I gained
5: half of all my smells back.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: amazing. I think I can do the twig trick now.
3: I realized why I thought we had one because I I in between sessions I burned a bunch of um spell slots to get sorcery points back and no. then <laughs> and then turned those into my third level spell slots again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but this is better. Uh, the dance, the dance. Um excellent. Uh yeah, with locate object and Johnny the Merid being willing to transport you at speed, um I'm going to say you're going to have advantage uh on a dc 15 perception check um and i would just like one person to lead it
5: can we have it so it's pierre
0: (laughs) uh i would i would allow pierre i would allow pierre i know i know what you're doing i see it but i would allow it i built that guy for a reason (laughs) (laughs) i want that plus 11
5: advantage And that's a 29. Oh. Pierre! Pierre,
4: Pierre! Pierre is the most
5: useful
0: member of, out of all of us. We love him. <laughs> um, as you are, like, being whisked through the water at tremendous speed, um, Longlin, you have your locate object up, and you actually have Pierre holding onto your hand, so that he can kind of feel the pulls on the twig as you're moving at such incredible speed. Um, And Pierre, uh, after about like seven minutes of flying through the lake, um, you guys are pretty much on the other side of the lake from Olmaneus, but still about 20 kilometers away from shore. shore. Um, And Pierre just says, stop, stop, it's right here. Um, And you feel that like, slowing down of in being in water um and just instantly like as if you're moving at incredible speed through water but suddenly your propulsion just stops and with the drag in the water you come to a stop within about like 30 or 40 feet and uh you see below you a large shell um this looks like a big turtle shell It is covered in a whole bunch of spikes, and you see uh, that there is seaweed and coral growing on top of the shell, and at the base, where the head of this creature might once have been, you see two beautiful, ornate marble doors, one of which is partially ajar, and Uh, Pierre points out to you that there are, in fact, giant scratch marks on the doors as if someone forced the doors open. Uh, And Johnny says, Right, well, um, I can only really do so much and I think I kind of need to hold something in reserve. And then looks at Salem. I'll be monitoring and um, I'll I'll be out here if you need a quick recovery or escape but uh good luck
5: thank you
0: much appreciated johnny thank you johnny of course and uh also sorry that elfish kind of comes on strong he kind of has a setting of off or on and he's pretty much always on so i apologize for that on yeah. on his behalf because he won't
3: Oh I had partners, but like that back in the Republica, uh, it's no problem at all
0: <laughs> good, good uh, kind of looks over at Lonlin, raises an eyebrow you too uh,
1: it's fine, it's okay it, i'm not I'm not judging him for it
0: <laughs> good, well, um, have fun in the carcass of a dragon turtle uh and Johnny kind of uh flows away into the water and i think that is a perfect time for us to take a five minute break the uh the regular guy is out sick this week so i'm filling in the dirty 20s podcast is sponsored this week by big joey's saxophone repair shop No fancy ad copy for this establishment. It's a saxophone repair shop. Is your saxophone broken? Bring it in. Need a used saxophone? Come on down. Not in the market for either of these services? Then stop wasting my time, toots. Big Joey Saxophone Repair Shop. They repair saxophones. We're also sponsored this week by... Oh come on, Phileas, Philabasta's finery for fillies, and full—what does that even mean? Horses? Horse fashion? What the hell kind of cakey to baloney is this? Why do they gotta make everything fancy? What are they, some sort of swanky wiseacre? They're selling clothes for horses, for God's sakes. You know, rich folks can all take the bounce, far as I'm concerned. I'm not reading any more of this copy. You know, Fartius Fartbuster can take his fancy words and shove them up. Get your hands off. Get off, you two bit flat foot. You, you're gonna. Oh, you're gonna fire me? <laughs> I'm a cabbie. I don't even work here. You're, Sorry about that, dear listeners. It appears we should vet our new hires more thoroughly. Well, I guess... Phileas filibasters finery for fillies and Falls. It's fashion. But for horses. Back to the show. All right, perfect. Uh I think let us jump back in.
4: <clears throat> We're all gonna die! <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, and welcome back from break, everybody. <laughs> uh well, um, I mean, Richard sums it up. You're all gonna die. I've made this impossible to win. Uh ah, no, I haven't. Anyway. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, Let's see how well I did balancing this. If it becomes anything, maybe it doesn't. Anyway, uh, welcome back to the game after the break. Uh, You guys are floating above this old dragon turtle shell that has marble doors where the head would normally arrive or be presented from. Come out of Marcus Speak Words. There's like an hour left of recording, and your voice needs to work properly. You need to do words now. Good, do words. Good, Marcus.
5: Yes.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I just I watched that slow descent into madness, and I didn't know how to
0: react to it. <laughs> I'm just getting into character. Okay. So, yeah.
5: <laughs> um. So, uh, do we just walk in through the front eye? I mean there's a there's a door. It'd be
1: rude not to go through the door. Right.
5: Yeah, let's do it.
1: Yeah. will <laughs> just allow herself to sink in her like very heavy plate. Just
5: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I can't jump in this. <laughs> oh no. I know, I can't use my motorcycle underwater either.
0: <laughs> but it was worth it. Exactly.
5: How far underwater are we exactly? Like like a thousand feet?
0: Five hundred yeah, feet? It's like five hundred to a thousand feet, I think. Okay, well one of those is very different. <laughs> five hundred feet or a thousand feet? I I Marcus am too dumb to really know the difference, other than the fact that I know that a thousand is darker and more pressure. Uh it is darker down here. So let's say let's split the difference and say seven hundred and fifty.
5: Okay, dimension door is slightly Worse, but still good. I was wondering.
0: Oh, that's what it is. Okay, yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, so who's gonna go in first? I, I'm gonna go
5: in first. <laughs> All right, go for it, Longlin. I'm just gonna give you a pat on the back. All right.
3: Um, I'm going to cast False Life, <laughs> <laughs> just preemptively. Oh yeah, I'll cast Jump.
1: Oh, before we go in, I will cast Aid on um, Salem, Cricket, and Lizard. So that's
5: five. Beautiful, thank you. All right.
0: Uh, and Cricket, just checking—you are actually casting Jump.
5: Yeah. All
0: right. I don't think it's Concentration. No, no, it's just how does jumping underwater? Yeah, you know we'll what? If, if if it comes up, it comes up. <laughs> <laughs> I think it lasts for like ten minutes. Yeah, it's. I mean, it lasts for long enough for sure. Oh, um, one minute. Ah. Hey, uh, it's a level one spell. All right. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, you're not a warlock. You've got you got spell slots to burn. I don't like the wording on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, perfect. Uh, Longlin, as you kind of begin leading and you take the uh, the path down, you see that outside of these doors uh there are a couple of fish folk you would know them as kuotoa um, and they tend to be very reclusive and i think you would know as well that there are a couple in Olmaneus, uh and a couple in new Republic and such but typically they prefer the company of their own kind um and the ones that you see here uh are very clearly dead um they've got big slashes across their front and they're wearing well what look like maybe kind of clerical robes made out of kelp uh,
1: is is there like an obvious trail of destruction <laughs>
0: as uh, yes there is you see about um like 200 feet mm-hmm uh back on the uh seabed from the entrance here, you see what looks like just the destruction starting where it just looks like uh for kind of no reason, like kelp has been slashed and things have been like dug out of the earth. Uh you see a little bit of uh, a couple other of these Kuotoa a little bit closer to that kind of where this originated from. And you see Yeah, these, I think you see a total of five bodies uh, outside this, these doors. And you just see, yeah, claw marks and destruction of the actual marble doors in order to pry them open a little bit.
1: Uh, Okay, a weird question, but do
0: Kotoa have eyelids? Kotoa, well, they, I'm going to, I don't actually know if fish do, I'm going to say they don't. Okay, that is. So fair. Um, in, do
1: we hear anything
0: inside? Uh, yeah. Uh, make me a perception check. Okay. Advantage.
1: Wow, a two and a six. <laughs> so, <laughs> um,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, even with only a six, um, you don't really hear anything that you can pinpoint exactly, but you do hear the sound of things moving uh in there in that like you hear like things maybe scraping against something or getting pushed or you're not certain exactly what's going on but you you can hear something going on inside
1: all right uh maybe we should try the stealthier approach just to see if we can get the drop on them
5: i'm not opposed to that idea um do you want me to try coming in from the uh, a back entrance if there is a back entrance? Uh, yeah, we, we, uh, I mean,
1: yeah we could go check.
3: Do you, I mean, I could slip around back as well.
5: Quite comfortable in the shadows.
1: I'm just worried about splitting the party.
5: Well, if it's just like the one party that we're versing, if they look at you at the front door, then we jump in from behind.
0: Huh? Huh? Uh That's
5: true. Yeah. Cricket's got
0: just, a point. Uh as you say that, um, just I think Pierre just kind of pipes up and says, um, these slash marks are significantly taller than the um Churlish Gnome was. And I mean, I know he could swim, but I would be surprised if he could make these marks and pry the door open uh whilst swimming, essentially.
5: Yeah, I mean, I imagine that he's got a bunch of his uh, companions alongside of him. Uh, it's more of do we think he's got multiple groups of companions? I
1: mean, you said that he was turning a village into these monsters, so I, why wouldn't they go with him?
5: Point taken. Um. Maybe let's just try opening the door really quietly.
0: Can I try right. and open the door quietly? Absolutely. So you're going to try to open the door stealthily. Uh, can everybody please make me a stealth check?
1: Oh, no, and I'm not hindered by my plate. You said yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So your bronze skin oh, is like, basically you apply it, uh, and your skin is permanently bronzed, uh, never so slightly like a sheen of bronze to it, and you now have full plate armor that doesn't actually require armor. It just it's on your skin at all time, and you also have resistance to fire damage. Fantastic. And no disadvantage on stealth. Yeah.
1: That's a
2: 17.
0: All right, a seventeen.
2: So I got an actual twenty
0: oh
4: let's
1: go
2: so um i have negative two stealth so it's an 18
0: (laughs) (laughs) but we are playing in a marcus game and a natural 20 is always a natural 20 yeah
2: yeah hell yeah finally a dexterity check you can get behind
0: (laughs) (laughs) all
5: right uh 17 as well
0: 17 as well awesome
5: uh pierre got an 11 i got an 8 Ooh, okay. I can't. Normally uh, those legs! I'm not <laughs> used to walking around or swimming with them yet.
0: <laughs>
5: they just kind of make noises on their own. I I, I, I can't typically control it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's this moment. Um, Lizette, you are fully like Silent, you are basically at one in the water. Um, but even your natural 20 cannot save two failures. Uh, and as you are swimming towards these doors, uh, Cricket, you do actually like your legs do rub together. Um, and they actually kind of like I think Pierre comes over to try to silence them. Um, and you end up kind of like kicking Pierre, and Pierre just goes, Oof, sorry. Uh, and you hear silence inside, uh, and then you just hear a, "Oh, come on in! Who do we have? Visitors, please join us." I'm just gonna, and uh... there's just silence from inside. I'm just going to look at the rest of
5: the group. I'm just going to say, "Uh." I'm going to actually disguise myself into Lisette. And I'm just going to say trust me. Uh and I'm going to walk inside. Oh. Alone. Snap. Oh! Alone.
0: Okay. Alone? Oh my god. Uh cricket. You disguise yourself as Lizette. Um as you Come in through this door, the door is wide enough actually like as you kind of are getting closer, you realize it's wide enough for something that probably has like a i don't know like a five foot shoulder span um to come through. you see that there are scratch marks on it there are a bunch of chips on the door, and you see the interior of this shell has been covered in mosaics of multiple different colored uh iridescent shells and you see that the mosaic is forming these images of um, mostly ocean life and waves but also there's very clearly a deity that is being represented here Uh, and you see that this deity is bestowing upon uh, representations of kuotoa a machine some sort of item. Uh, it is like mechanical. You can see that it is brass and it's kind of shaped ever so slightly like a crab. And as you come in, you see that underneath this domed ceiling, you see a altar in at the far end. And this altar is about 40 feet around. And you see it's made of another smaller shell. Um, And on top of this altar, there is a machine. A machine that is covered in seaweed and barnacles and looks, for all intents and purposes, like it's been down here for decades, if not longer. And uh, you see, as well, pertinent to this, two big blue hulking frog-like creatures with big long claws on their hands uh who one of them is right beside the door and just looking at you uh and not currently attacking there is another one that's about midway back that seems like it was in the middle of just wantonly destroying things and i just paused and looked back at you and you see that at the very far end very clearly having just been examining this machine you see the churlish Noam himself and can you make me a deception check with advantage all right and he's going to contest it
5: uh, oh, i got a 24 though
0: okay he has a plus 10 to investigation
5: oh that's what i got though as well
0: Okay. Uh the churlish gnome looks at you and says Oh hello. Nice to uh see you again. You're the uh, you're the jumping one, right? Uh excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> oh that's no that's good. That's uh yeah, all right, yeah, let's let's do this. Let's let's pretend. <laughs> I, I can I can uh I can talk to you, Lisette. <laughs> well, you're quite
5: entertaining at least. So, regardless. Nice frogs you've got there.
0: Yeah, they uh they come in handy. Uh So uh what you uh what you want
5: here? Well, to be fair, I've been trying to track you down for quite some time. You're not very an easy individual to find.
0: No, uh, you know, the more I think about it, and the longer I've spent outside of the archives, I should I should really thank you for uh, for sending me there. Or rather, I should thank Lisette. Yeah,
5: yeah fine, all right, we're dropping it now. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not the best at doing this, but after seeing... Terror on their faces? I I I had to come, all right. So is this oh. is this really it? You just got a few frogs over here making some destruction in a
0: temple? <laughs> I mean, yeah. What else uh what were you expecting? Like I'd have an army or something? No, I'm 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 working on my own and I got a couple of companions that have uh joined me. What uh, what were you expecting?
5: Eh, to be honest, the destruction you had at that last village? Uh, personally, we all thought there was going to be a lot more of you. Uh, sorry, just a cl- 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 clarification, because brain overwhelm. Yep. Uh, there was only the two frogs, right? There are only the two frogs that you can see. Perfect. Um, yep. I'm going to just say, huh, all right, well, if you only have two bodyguards, there's probably not a lot more protecting you. So I'm just going to touch one of the frogs and dimension door out with them. Uh, he is unwilling. Oh, can you, oh! Is that to <laughs> be willing? Sha <Yeah>, no! <laughs> I missed the. That's true. That makes sense. That would have to be a thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you? You would know this before you cast. That would.
5: Spell. I would. Yeah. I, uh, I would. Damn would, it.
0: Would you still try to touch this thing?
5: Um. If there's no way I can bring it along with me, probably not. All right. Now I realize I'm in a lot more danger than I initially expected. I was going to try and do something heroic. Oh, no. Uh,
0: you kind of have this conversation. There's this moment, uh, and I think uh, the churlish uh, Gnome seems like he's not fully convinced that you're, you know, about to do something anim- uh, antagonistic at this moment and just looks at you and says, well, I know you don't uh, travel alone. What is the rest? Bring them in. going to be honest, this one was alone. Uh, make me a deception check. Okay. For sure. That's a 28. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. Well, he's definitely making an insight check to contest, but I, I don't think there's any way you can do it. Unless, no. Uh, yeah, you say, and he's like, Huh. You know, I, uh, to be honest, I'm disappointed. I uh, I thought I would warrant more attention. I thought uh I was kind of leaving enough of a trail that. Oh no, you did. You did. It's just, we yeah. were kind of splitting up a little bit. Oh, um, all right. And- well, if it's just you then, I mean, frankly, I kind of was hoping that Lisette was out there and I could, uh, gloat a little bit to her, but uh, you know, hey, if it's just you. I want to like
5: slowly start backing to the door a little bit. <laughs> you know uh, what? Why don't we just talk uh, a
0: little bit more about this? Uh, and he's just going to say, hey, uh, number one, slash away. Uh, can you please roll initiative and everybody roll initiative. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got an at 20. Oh my <coughs> god, Cricket. All right, Cricket got a nat twenty. <laughs> I was I was really
5: thinking I could do I could have done so much stuff differently. Um, <laughs> Question everything.
2: Um, I got a zero.
3: <laughs> oh. oh, my god! Well, at le- oh least we know which god. one's the real Isabelle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wasted my one good bowl i got
0: a 19. A 19 from Lonlin. All right. Uh, Uh, Salem? I've also got a 19. All right. I believe Salem is more dexterous than Lonlin. I sure hope so.
3: (laughs) I would major that,
4: yes.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, Perfect. Uh, As you begin backing out of the door... Uh, the Chirlish Gnome commands his slad to attack. Cricket, you are up first, however.
5: Okay, so is the frog in front of the- Sorry, the slide. I'll call it the slad now. Uh, is the slad in
0: front of the door? Uh, the slad is right beside the door, basically.
5: Okay, I'm gonna position myself in a way so that the slad has to look at me and has their back facing the door. Um, and- I, Okay. Yeah, I'm- I'm just hoping that they can do something with that. Um, And I'm going to say, hey, you're like looking at me right over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I'm just going to stab at him uh, with my longsword. Uh, Okay. Uh, Yeah, you kind of move around to the side of this thing uh, and make your attacks.
5: Okay. First one's a 27. And then the second one is a crit.
0: Oh my
5: God. Cricket. Uh, And then my third one is going to be a 27 as well. Cricket.
0: Shit. All right. All right. All right.
5: Okay. Um, so for the first one, I'm going to be doing uh, only nine points of damage. The second one, however, is a crit. Uh, and I'm going to be using my defensive flourish for that one. Oh, nice. So I get an extra plus 10 AC this turn. Uh, and Whoa. I deal 17 points of damage with the crit.
0: Oh, shit. Okay. All right.
5: Uh, and on my off hand, I just deal an additional 10 points of damage.
0: All right. Uh, y- this thing like looks like it's just about to slash into you. You move around to its side and, sh- 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 like effortlessly, start carving into it. One of your hits really seems to like pain this thing as it croaks out. <laughs> uh, you don't actually understand it, um, and this one uh, just looks angry at you. Uh, and you've done some damage, but it is not yet bloodied what would you like to do with the rest of your turn oh that's basically it that's my action right. bonus action and for
5: my movement I'm just gonna be like like square strafing trying to dodge I guess
0: okay sure yeah uh, totally uh, excellent uh, Salem you are close enough to the door you hear uh, the churlish gnome uh, call out to slash away and you hear cricket like begin swinging his sword
3: uh, I spin around to the rest of the party and i let them know shit's on and i'm going to quicken out a haste on myself
0: amazing perfect
3: uh and that gives me my actual movement speed underwater rather than my my movement speed because it doubles which is then halved again so (laughs) you know at least i can move uh and i'm just going straight for the trailer gnome
0: okay perfect uh you're gonna come in through the door uh i'm gonna say because this thing was focused on cricket i'm gonna have it slash at you but it's gonna have disadvantage gotcha as you move past it uh that is a 14 on the die and a 13 on the die uh plus eight so 21 to hit hell
3: even with haste that is my ac
0: okay all right um i'm gonna need you to make a constitution saving throw for me whilst i roll am i game. close
3: enough to Lundland to still get the bonus
0: since it Ooh, was just I would at the say door? so okay yeah cool. i would say so
3: that's plus three lundland or four it's plus
0: four okay i'm gonna need it uh i like the silence that's that's feeling good what's going on craig
3: oh what sorry oh. Uh, I, <laughs> I i i was just standing there sorry how much damage did you hit me for Oh, sorry. Um, I, I was I was waiting for you to tell me the damage. I was just oh, needing to I know how much for right. my con save for concentration. That's all.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Uh, no, sorry. The con save was for something else as well. Sorry, uh, it rolled very poorly on the dice. It rolled two ones, so you take seven points of slashing damage. <laughs>
3: okay. I, uh, I make my concentration.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, and then there's a con save uh, for an effect from this thing. Okay,
3: Grody, <sighs> uh, sixteen.
0: You make it. Uh, it slashes into you, but you do not feel an infection take root. Oh, thank God, uh, Loddlin.
3: <laughs> thank <Lodlin.
0: laughs>
1: Standing at the door awkwardly. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: as you uh, move past this thing, it slashes out at you, um, and the dragon turtle uh, total like length of the shell is about forty feet. So you could get close to the uh, to the Gnome, or you could dash and get right up to him.
3: Uh, well, I've got an extra action from haste. I suppose mm-hmm. I'll spend it to dash to get right up to him, and I'm going to Booming Blade of the Churlish Gnome.
0: Okay. Alright. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Wallop out
3: with the Quarterstaff, and it is a 27 to hit
0: that'll definitely hit the churlish gnome
3: for 13 bludgeoning and six thunder
0: all right uh 13 bludgeoning six thunder uh just double checking uh, it's not magical he's probably no.
3: resistant so yeah
0: uh he is not magic resistant to uh non-magical slashing it all goes through oh okay yeah. awesome yeah
3: okay so 19 damage then
0: yeah uh you dash forward uh swimming at speed uh take a slash from the sled and then move past and slash into the churlish gnome who just looks at you and says ah thanks for joining us Well, couldn't let you have this dance all on your own of course well I, i hope the rest of you are here this is very exciting uh and uh lonlin it is now your turn uh
1: lonlin is going to move inside and how sorry how far away is salem from her
0: uh, Salem would be at, from the door would be forty feet away.
1: Don't don't forget your sweater. And she's gonna cast Shield of Faith on Salem. And <laughs> yes. then she's going to <laughs> take some swings at this frog that just attacked Cricket.
0: <laughs> All right, absolutely.
1: Um, ooh, that is a twenty-one on the die.
0: That'll hit. Just, 21 on the die?
1: Oh, sorry, 12 on the die. Sorry. Uh, I, sorry, that's 12 on the die. I
0: can't talk right now. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, rolling a, I'm rolling a d40. I'm yeah. too
1: busy killing. Um, that is... Ew, that's not good damage. Uh, that is 8 slashing damage. I believe it's slashing. Okay. And yeah. And then I'll use my second action to take another swing. Uh, that uh, That's probably not going to hit. That's 12.
0: Uh, 12 unfortunately does miss. You uh, go to slash and this thing brings up its long like two claws on its one side and just knock your blade away.
1: Well, Lisette!
4: <laughs> that's my turn!
0: <laughs> uh, as you call out for Lisette, uh, the churlish gnome is actually going to use one of his legendary actions. Uh, to move away without provoking opportunity attacks and he's gonna move back uh fly up kind of or swim up uh so that he's 20 feet away from salem no oh you know he does have he does have swimming speed salem actually as you're up close you see he's got a nice pair of gloves on (laughs) okay but he moved though yeah uh his legendary action does not provoke opportunity it doesn't matter booming blade goes off oh right oh my god thank you so much (laughs) that's the
3: part that I care about (laughs) so
0: boom seven more points of thunder damage oof all right absolutely uh you see he was kind of like smiling as he begins to move off this thunderous damage goes off and you just see him like this wash of anger across his like vain black eyes uh and he says that wasn't so cool uh and that is his legendary action and sorry that was uh nine or seven sorry seven seven thank you very much awesome uh as he moves back it is now the slads turn uh there is one that is basically halfway um it is going to have to dash in order to get to anybody because slads although they look like frogs do not have a swim speed uh and so his normal speed is now just 15 feet in order to be halfway he's just out of range of everybody uh so yeah uh the one slad that's halfway is going to move to be right up beside salem and then the other slad the one that is beside cricket and Lawnlin. uh it's going to make three attacks uh it's going to make one slashing against each of you and then i'm going to roll a d6 to determine who it bites can can Uh, i try and
5: like convince it to just attack me
0: can i try to convince it to just attack me
1: (laughs) can i just look like a little dwarven chicken (laughs) nuggie? That's like, oh, he's <laughs>
0: listening to like. Uh, roll me a contested persuasion. <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god!
2: This is amazing. <laughs> episode. no, he's I got, I got eighteen.
0: <laughs> that's you persuasion.
1: Oh, that's eighteen too. No, oh my god! One oh time. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: That, nope, nope. Sorry, that is the dice telling me that it, you guys are equally persuasive. <laughs> Uh, and this thing is still slashing out at one of, one gotcha. of each of you.
4: No, <laughs> and I so much do... I see this time.
0: <laughs> uh, It's going to go for its bite, though, is going to go against the person with a high AC. That's me. Uh, yeah. So uh, the first attack, uh, first one against uh, Cricket is a 13 plus 8, 21, I think is going to miss Cricket.
5: Nope, I got 27.
0: All right. Uh, ooh, 18 plus 8 is 26 against Lonlin for the claw.
1: That I did not realize he had that much AC. Yeah, that's what I was trying
4: to
1: do. It's in her nature.
0: (laughs) No, 100%. Uh, Lonlin, you take uh 12 points of slashing damage. and Can you make a constitution saving throw? Boy, can I
1: hang on because I got all the sweet con. Hang on, and then 24 bite. (laughs) Oh, and Concentration. Uh, okay, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I
0: make that anyways. Perfect. Uh, it's Bite. It got a natural 20. Oh, f- no. Uh, please, please did. hit me. Damn it. Please hit me. No. Uh, no, the Bite is against Cricket. What? I'm sorry. No! <laughs> Damn it. Uh, three, five, ten, fifteen points of piercing damage I mean... to Cricket from the Bite. Uh, but uh, it's, one sla- it's one claw attack. Uh, could not connect with cricket um, as your blades are just flying around oh shit oh well I forgot all about underwater combat we'll do it from now on uh, oh, yeah, yeah there should have been some disadvantage and such Okay, uh, it was a mistake for everybody so now we will do it for from now on except I will say that um, I've always felt that monks should be able to attack with their fists underwater because they train so hard to be martial artists um, so i would say uh yeah appreciate that <laughs> yep Thank i you. would say salem you do not have disadvantage but everyone else with weapon attacks will have disadvantage unless you've got something that works do underwater.
3: i have disadvantage on my quarterstaff
0: i believe quarterstaffs do uh <laughs> got it but we'll, we'll we'll do it we'll we'll do it for all the ones moving forward uh so it's um dagger javelin short sword spear or trident oh so short sword might actually be fine
5: Uh, i have long swords that's unfortunate
0: Cool, cool all right cool uh excellent uh that is the slad's turn as they kind of move up to towards the attack they're just like uh and you see that there is a smile creeping across both of their faces as they begin to just get to attack Um, and, uh, it is now the Churlish Gnome's turn. Uh, the Churlish Gnome, having swum away, uh, is just going to say, all right, I'm, uh, I only see three. I'm still waiting on one, so that's unfortunate. But you know what? Hey, three's better than none, uh, and is going to cast a spell, uh, if anybody has counterspell, I think you'd all be within uh, distance to uh, the counterspell. I'm not
3: just going to counterspell it. I am going to... Uh, Do I want to gamble on it? Is it necessary? Yeah, I'm going to subtle counterspell it. He can't counterspell my counterspell.
0: Oh, shit. All right. Uh, he begins to cast a spell. You subtle counterspell it, and you see that whatever he was casting, this, like inky cloud surrounding his hands just fizzles. And again, you see that anger across his face as he is incredibly mad to have had his magic defeated. And he just turns to all of you and just says, which one of you did it? Which one of you did that? My only component is a wink.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't feel
3: very
4: good,
0: does it? No, it fricking sucks. Uh, and he is going to then just, uh, actually swim back down towards Salem, not leaving Salem's threatened area once he gets into it, but he's going to kind of put the, uh, the slad right beside him. Uh, and you see, he's actually like looking towards the machine that is on the seabed. And with that, Lisette, it is now your turn.
2: Um, so he's still in the air, or in the air, in the water.
0: In the water, he is. Yeah, I mean, he's like, uh, he's swum down to be right beside Salem, basically, but just with the uh, the slad right beside as well.
2: How close is right beside?
0: Uh, he would be within five feet, so that he doesn't leave Salem's threatened area. Um,
2: let's <laughs> do let's do a good old fashioned Eldric blast on the trailer. All mountain. right
0: all right uh yeah you are within range uh so roll your attacks
2: Ooh, okay that first one's a nat 20.
0: oh Oh my god guys you guys are rolling hot
2: um that one i'm gonna nightmarish oh nightmarish blast both of them um so let's do necrotic damage for that one
0: okay uh all right
2: that's double damage right
0: it is. Uh, make me just a history check, Lisa.
2: Well, Lord knows that I can't roll below like a twelve, <laughs> but that was a, uh, that was a twenty-two.
0: A twenty-two. Uh, just before you choose necrotic, I will remind you that Salem has already extracted aspects on this guy, uh, and necrotic not only is he immune to, but he does. Uh, it kind of benefits him to get hit with necrotic
2: okay uh let's do cold
0: <laughs> all right perfect
2: <laughs> um so first just the first beam uh is 40 damage
0: sorry what 40
2: 40 damage because for, it's double right
0: yeah how did uh, you what how did you roll a 20
2: um because it's 3d4 cold damage and then I rolled a 10 what? on the d10. <laughs>
0: Oh my, god. oh my god, I need to nerf <laughs> this. Oh my this god. is insane. What <laughs> the hell? <laughs> the- this is like, this is like D&DG legendary tier shenanigans
2: <laughs> going on right now. I mean,
5: heroic?
0: I mean...
2: Kieran and That's 20 force and 20 cold damage, and then the second beam, I'm assuming also hits, because that's, a, that's a, a 20, 26 for the second beam. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, that'll definitely hit.
2: And that one is a total of 14 damage. All right. Seven cold, seven force. Wow, that was even on both. (laughs) Um, so total of 54 damage. Oh my
0: God. Wow. Uh, And
2: he can't take reactions.
0: In freaking sane. Um, Insane. And then
2: I'm going to use my full movement to move as close to him as I can.
0: All right. Uh, yeah, you can get, uh, basically from the door, you can get another 10 feet into the door.
2: Fantastic. That is an extra 10 feet.
0: Uh, but you, Ooh, actually 10 feet. Uh, the slad does, you know what? You wouldn't move out of the slad's area. He takes up two, two spaces. Uh, so the slad does not attack you. Um, But uh, after being hit, um, the churlish gnome says, ah, there you are. Thanks for joining us. Uh, And he's going to take his legendary action again. Uh, But this time he's going to command one of his allies. Uh, And he's going to command the slag, who is right beside you now, Lizette. And he's just going to say, hey, number one, slash away. Uh, and it's going to make two claw attacks against Lizette. Fun. Alright. Ooh, natural 1. Ooh, alright. And then a 19, uh, so the natural 1, um, you see that as this thing, uh, slashes towards you, uh, one of its claws actually gets buried in the marble of the door behind you, just above your head. And I'm going to say that it is going to have uh, disadvantage on its... Oh, shoot. Hold on. Claw attacks. Do they... He doesn't have a swimsuit. No, he has disadvantage. That's just the first attack. Um, he has disadvantage because of his claws. Ooh, Marcus, why did you do slads underwater? Silly, silly, silly DM. Uh, the second one, 13 and a... Seven. So the second one is actually only a 15 to hit. Uh, Does 15 hit you, Lizette?
2: No, it does not.
0: Oh, God. Uh, The first one, uh, it slashes into the door and gets stuck. uh, And you just hear it gurgle and kind of like in anger, but also in a little bit of laughter. And it actually like slashes out towards you, tries to hit you, but misses. And you see it just like uses its other hand to try to pull its one arm out and it's going to have, oh, it's already got disadvantage. What can it do for a natural one? I think what happens is, uh, it's going to have to, to have to make an athletics check to be able to use two claws next time. Uh, and uh, with that, we are back to the top of the initiative order. Oh, uh,
5: does Pierre get a turn?
0: Oh, right. What was Pierre's initiative? It was, I'm so it's sorry. It's okay, it's an eight. It's an eight? Okay, Pierre would have gone before Lisette, but- We could say it's after. I think it yeah, fits yeah sure uh right sorry coming coming uh pierre does have a swim speed so sw- pierre can move his full movement
5: uh so because people were trying to stealth prior would pierre potentially have an advantage on attack because he's hidden
0: uh but pierre rolled an 11.
5: oh you're right you're right, you're right, you're right, okay yeah um then in that case uh pierre is just gonna make a net attack i'm pretty sure that's a disadvantage anyway who knows? Maybe one day Pierre will land a net. That's a six.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the six, again, uh, this thing, as it's like uh, slashing through the water at Lisette, just happens to slash through Pierre's net. Ah! Unfortunate. <laughs> awesome. Uh, any bonus actions for Pierre? Uh, help action. Okay. Uh, who are you helping? Uh, uh, well, just like, just the, against this is
5: just against the slide that's in the doorway, essentially.
0: Okay. Perfect. The next attack against this guy will just be a flat roll because uh, of the advantage negating the disadvantage. Neat. Uh, and with that cricket, it is your turn.
5: Aha. All right. Um, in that case, I'm going to try and use utilize it actually, uh, and make a, another weapon attack.
0: All right. Advantage on the first one, uh, or not neutral, advantage? Sorry, yeah. Straight on the first one, sorry. Ah, yeah. that's twenty. A twenty hits. Cool.
5: Uh, I'm also going to use one of my bardic inspirations to make that a mobile flourish. So, all right ah, didn't roll good on that one. Um, I rolled. I've been rolling really bad damage again. <laughs> I got only six for my base attack, uh, and I rolled a two on my mobile flourish. So. I technically move, uh, that slad seven feet away from Lazette.
0: Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. As it's like, I think its claw is still stuck in the door and you push it kind of into the door. Uh, Lizette, this thing is no, like you're no longer in this thing's threatened area. Uh,
5: and I'm going to try and just like maneuver myself into the, into that position to try and block, uh, the slad from attacking Lizette again. Um... And I guess I just get my second attack off. Disadvantaged, though.
0: Yep. Uh, it's a 14. 14, unfortunately, misses. Again, okay. this thing's hide is like incredibly luff, or rough leather, and your sword just kind of scrapes off.
5: That is a-okay. Uh, I am going to uh, do what bards do and slap myself a bunch to
0: inspire Lazette. <laughs> <laughs> As all bards do. Exactly. Awesome uh yeah (laughs) um
5: body percussion in the water i mean what's not to love about that
0: (laughs) excellent uh lisette you feel uh some inspiration flow into you whether or not you want it to or not with the body percussion flowing into you uh flowing past you whatever you know what i'm saying uh and uh Salem it is now your turn there is a slad beside you along with the churlish gnome has come back right beside you for some reason
3: uh, well I mean I'm right up next to the churlish gnome that was my plan all along so all right. <laughs> I'm going to focus on that uh and I've got um quarterstaff at disadvantage one second
0: uh that <laughs> one Uh, nat 1. Ooh, all right. Perfect. Uh, you, uh, swing out with your quarterstaff, and your quarterstaff actually gets lodged into a part of the machine. Uh, and I think same sort of thing, I'm going to say just a strength check, an athletics check to pull it free. I'm going to say DC 15.
3: That's fine, I'll leave it there, I'll just start punching instead. (laughs) All right, Um, perfect. And I guess... Uh, yeah, it's just going to be three punches because I'll bonus action. Spend a key point for flurry of blows as well.
0: Okay, absolutely.
3: (laughs) 14, 14, and 23. And both the 14s miss. I'm going to take a wild guess. Um, Yes, they do. Yeah, so it's uh, going to be seven points of bludgeoning damage.
0: Seven points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, You punch into this guy, and he actually begins to just start laughing and say oh thank you for the massage that's very kind salem
3: my pleasure uh and i will i mean i'm i'm going to extract because i can i don't expect anything to have changed but i will i will do it um just so Uh, i can get the reaction in there as well
0: of course uh in terms of uh things just to reiterate uh resistant to psychic damage immune to necrotic and you actually know that necrotic um does uh gives him a little bit of health back um condition immunities frightened and he has advantage on all intelligence wisdom and charisma saving throws against magic Um, and uh, I'm going to say this is something new he has a wellspring of like resistance within him oh
3: alright well I'll let the party know about it uh, and I'm going to continue just focusing on walloping him as fast
0: as possible all right. Perfect. Excellent. Uh, Longlin, it is your turn.
1: So, sorry, just to confirm, um, he can only take damage from magical
0: weapons? Uh, so, no, uh, he can... Uh, he's only resistant to psychic. He is immune to necrotic, but if he takes necrotic damage, it actually heals oh, him. Oh, okay. Okay. Um... Yeah, and it's the the advantage on saving throws against intelligence, wisdom, and charisma uh, for magic spells.
1: Okay, I'm going to. Sorry, how far away is the churlish gnome from the door where Lawnlin
0: is? Uh, he's basically well, I guess from where Lawnlin is would be 35 feet.
1: And there's a claw, currently stuck in the door from, the the frog essentially
0: yeah which has already like essentially used its reaction to try to slash at lisette
1: okay can i ask a question? no it
0: didn't no it it was it was commanded to sorry it hasn't used its reaction
1: okay um a question because i I know you just said that monks can use their fists underwater what about unarmed attacks uh
0: i would say i kind of think of it as, as like a specific thing for monks unless you've got um do you have a class feature that gives you like extra to unarmed attacks
1: Uh, well, it doesn't give me an extra unarmed attack, but I just have an unarmed attack.
0: Or an unarmed strike, rather, sorry. Does yours have a dice, or is it just strength mod? Uh, it's just strength,
1: strength, yeah. For damage. Yeah, so in
0: that case, yeah, in that case, like, you're not quite, like, as in tune with unarmed strikes. Okay, that's fine. So I'd say that's still a disadvantage.
1: Um, I'm gonna try and aim for the claw that's currently stuck in the door and try to, like, break it off.
0: Oh shit, okay. I'm gonna
1: roll disadvantage on my longsword. Um, that, uh, 15.
0: Uh, 15 just hits the slash. Oh,
1: thank goodness. Okay. Um, uh, that's 13 slashing, magical slashing.
0: Okay. Uh, roll me a luck check.
1: Okay. Uh, that is 12.
0: A 12, uh, you slash towards this thing's claws, and just as you're doing it, it brings its other claw up, and you slash it to its hand, but you don't sever the claw, unfortunately.
1: I'll make another one. I'll make another attack <laughs> just to try to hack the claw. Off. Uh, oh, that's an 18 and 19 on the die, so I'm going to assume that hits.
0: That'll definitely hit. Uh, this thing now definitely looks like he's beginning to show signs of the damage. Uh,
1: that is not a good rule, but that's eight slashing damage
0: eight slashing. All right, make me another luck check.
1: <laughs> screw me over. Uh, that's a two.
0: <laughs> that's a two. Unfortunately, yeah. You are able to connect with the slad, but you are not able to break off its claws. These claws are made of like bone, essentially. So it's incredibly hard for you to actually slash through the claws.
1: Okay. Um. And then I'm going to use my bonus action. Oh, I'm I need to drop concentration on this one. Sorry, Salem. I'm going to compel Duel the Trillish.
0: No. Ooh, okay. All right. Uh, What sort of save is it again? It's a wisdom of 15. Okay. He does have advantage. Uh, 19 on the die. Uh, never mind then. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, What do you say to compel Duel to this guy? I spared you. (laughs) Fight me. (laughs) <laughs> uh as you say that, he's just gonna say, you know what? I don't have anything witty to say. I appreciate being left alive, but uh I I don't really have any quarrel with you in fact. Why should I fight you? Uh my quarrel's with uh with my competitor over there. And kind of gestures towards the uh and She
2: flips him off. <laughs>
0: Uh it is the Slad's turn. Uh there is a Slad. It is again right beside Lonlin and Cricket. Uh and Oh. Did, it would also be right beside Pierre. So. Uh, <laughs> Shit. Uh I'm going to roll a d6. 1 through 2 is going to be uh Cricket. 3 through 4 is going to be Lonlin. Five and six is going to be Pierre, for his bite attack. Uh, four, it's going to be Lonlin. So it's going to be one slash against, uh, one slash against Cricket to start with disadvantage. Uh, is going to miss. Um, oh, and he has to make an athletic check to make his second roll. Ooh, no, his claw is wedged in there. Uh, He cannot make his second claw attack, so instead, one claw still wedged in the door, he's just going to turn around and try to bite Lonlin. Oof, rolling bad. Uh, Nine plus eight, 17 is going to (sighs) miss. As just clangs off of your bronze skin. Um, And this thing just kind of, like, licks its lips and seems incredibly... Disappointed, um, but uh, the one near Salem is going to make all three of its attacks against Salem. Uh, okay. First one, yep. <laughs> first one is the claw disadvantage. Ooh, three on the dice is going to miss. Uh, two on the dice is going to miss. Now it's bite time. Seven. Plus 8, 15, oh my god, Salem. Oh, poor Slad, <laughs> poor Slad. But lucky Salem. Lucky Salem, indeed. This thing swings uh, at you wildly, but again is also unaccustomed to being in the, in the water. And it's just like taking too long uh, and you're able to easily get out of the way of each of its attacks. Um, and uh, that is the Slad's turn. Uh, and it is now the Churlish Gnome's turn. Churlish Gnome, uh, is going to look at you, Salem, and just say, Alright, so, uh, y'all are here. That's very interesting. I, uh, I gotta say, I'm not a big fan of all y'all. And is going to cast a spell, um, targeting Salem. Salem. Uh, I just need to pull up this spell again. I've got. Because I closed my No tab.
3: slots left for counter spells, so.
0: All right. Get it. Cool. Uh... Salem, can you please make me a wisdom save? And you are too far away from Longman. Yep. Yep. Uh, I. All right.
3: <laughs> I wonder. I just need to check something. Uh. Saving to... I'm going to spend human determination on
4: this.
3: (laughs) All right. And uh, yeah, that was for the best nine into a 19. A 19 total? Well, yeah, it was a nine, but with advantage, it's 19.
0: Awesome. Uh, He tells you, you know, I think you should really swim all the way back to Omenaeus from here and you feel this compulsion go over you, and it does not take effect as he tries to cast GS on you. Ooh. Oh, uh, oh! That would've been fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I would've, oh. <laughs> Excellent. Um, he is going to, having done that, uh, is just gonna look at you and say, huh, well, that's not any fun. Uh, and, it is now the end of his turn. He does not move. He does not take any bonus actions. Um, at the end of his turn, uh, technically, it is actually Pierre's turn.
5: All right. Uh, since Pierre is uh, so in the thick of things, um, you know what? Just double help action. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> All right. Next two attacks against the slide will have advantage or will be at non-disadvantage. Yeah. Okay, Cool. All right, perfect. And Lizette, it is your turn. Enjoy.
2: Um, how far away am I from Trojanom? Uh,
0: you are, uh, th- he's so 35, you're 30 feet away.
2: Damn it, okay. Um, I'm going to, uh, again, try to get as close to him as I possibly can. And then I'm going to... How far away is he from everyone else? Like...
0: Uh, He's right beside Damn it. someone. I mean, if
3: you need to, Lizette, I understand. I get it.
4: Absolutely not. I'll probably
3: not. survive. Oh, maybe. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it depends how much damage Lizette does.
2: That, have you seen her output? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. Um, I'm going to get as close to him as I can, and I'm going to, Elizabeth's going to say. Well, if I am to be your rival, then perhaps we just leave this to the two of us. And I'm going to cast Elgic Blast again.
0: He's going to counterspell it. Great. Yeah. I'm going uh, to flip
2: him off again. That's going to end.
0: <laughs> <him>. <laughs> as a bonus action.
2: He's a bonus action. He's a bird. <laughs>
0: Uh, you go to Counterspell. You, he sees the inky cloud forming in your hand, and he just says, No, Tuts We're not going to do that. Wait, is Counterspell uh, a reaction? Ca- it is, but he's already had his turn since. Okay, right. Yeah, he's had his turn since your last turn. So, uh, He, uh, yeah, he Counterspells your thing. Uh, as he looks at you, uh, at the end of your turn, salem he's just gonna say bye hon uh he's going to move away without provoking opportunity attacks and you see he's going to dip down into the machine and you're just going to hear a <sighs> as something begins whirring up and that is where we're going to end today's session oh There's my god, god. <laughs> next time for another exciting adventure in the Dirty 20s. What is the churlish gnome hoping to accomplish? What does the mechanical contraption do? And what have I done introducing an NPC that can grant wishes? Tune in to find out! In the meantime, visit www.dirty20spodcast.com all spelled out to be the wettest fish in the ocean if you want to contact us you can send us an email at dirty 20 spodcastgmailcom at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you and if you send us any fan art we'll be sure to add it to the website Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on whichever podcasting app you use. My name is Marcus Stusik. My players were Craig Chapman, Richard Chapman, Toby McGowan, and Elliot White. Until next time, friends, stay safe, stay kind, and don't take any boarded nickels.